Listening to the God Stories Radio podcast, www.godstoriesradio.com. Session 67. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. Wow, what a week. I tell you, it's nice to get back, Mikey. I know. It's been actually two weeks, Fritz. Is it two weeks? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. We were ready to do last week, and uh, Aubrey had a situation that you had to rush her to the hospital. And uh, in which she is uh, out now. She got out this morning. She had a a bad bout with pneumonia Mm. on the right lung. On the side that she had the transplants. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a tricky situation because then they've got to lower her anti-rejection medication and then give her antibiotics. So it's kind of a tricky situation. So we spent a, a week over there at South Lake, but... It was a pretty quick week. Mm-hmm. How was the couch? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just don't make a pull-out couch for a six-foot-seven guy. They don't. They don't think about us. No. <laughs> six-foot-seven and sleeping on a hospital sofa. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw it. Wow. <laughs> That's why I just brought it up. So, Mikey, how's your week been? Riding the wave. Just um, continually going to the Father for things that I believe that he has uh, promised and uh, hoping to start to see something happen. So I'm right in the wave. Trish, what's going on over there? Just loving life, getting ready for Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. Speaking of which, you can get your Christmas shopping done. Tell them, Fritz. That's right, at godstoriesradio.com slash store. You can uh, look no further for your Christmas giving. We have coffee mugs. We have workout shirts. Trisha Bears. Trisha Bears. Yes. yes Everybody needs one. <laughs> so I'm committing to buy a coffee mug. I think they're $20, and we get a small portion here at God Stories Radio, and you get a very nice distinguished coffee mug. Mm-hmm. God Stories Radio coffee That's mug. That's right. God Stories Radio coffee mug. So shop away. Shop, shop, shop. Oh, yeah. and you know what else? Um, I wanted to tell the listeners, too, that we've been looking at becoming a 501c3. And I found someone that it looks like they're going to do it for $300. So that's what I'm hoping and praying to get. Hopefully someone will hit the donate button. It's almost the end of the year. People need it as a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be awesome. Can I give some shout-outs? Go ahead. Well, I wanted to say that we're now in 41 countries, and I wanted to give a shout-out to France, to Japan, and Germany. And then on Facebook, we have uh, Wendell Portillo 
is how I'm going to pronounce it. And Giovanna Pacchio. So they're, yeah, they're very close. <laughs> I think we have two Italians liking us on Facebook. All right. We like you. So thanks for liking us. So, Trish, why don't you uh, introduce our guest? Yeah, thanks, Fritz. Yeah, um, I have a friend here that I've just met for the first time in person. We're friends on Facebook. <laughs> so, she actually is a good friend or was a good friend of my late mother in law's uh, mother in law, Bobby Goulstone, who was a uh, cancer survivor. She's gone to be with the father now. With that, I'll give you Jill Towers. Hi, and thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming, Yes, Jill. thank Appreciate you. It. Nice to have you. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm from South Jersey. Uh, I was born in, in Tuckerton, New Jersey, to a boat builder. Is that close to the Amboys? Nope, a little further south. Oh, okay. The Dukes were up where I was born. but I had some uh, family in Marlboro. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with the name, but not, uh, not the area. Anyway, uh, my mom was a uh, backup singer for the Tommy Dorsey band when she got out of high school. And music has been in my family since then, I guess, or before that time, I don't know. But anyway, she was the stage mom, you know, put me on stage as a kid dancing and singing and, and leading at two years old. I led the Pledge of Allegiance in one of her variety shows in the local you know, school that she used to do every year. <laughs> And my brother was dancing and, you know, and all that stuff. And I had uh, two brothers and my sister and myself. So there were four of us. And like I said, my dad was a boat builder and he and his father had a little small boat company in town and they made boats called Garvey's and they were actually like clam boats where, where I lived was right on the water. And they had uh, a lot of clamors in the area. So they, they knew that they needed this type of boat. So they made one of the first ones and they're called Garvey's. So. They're only in South Jersey or the Jersey area. So that was kind of neat. Um, a lot of things happened uh, in a small town. You, you think small towns are awesome and all that stuff, and they are, but uh, there's a lot of things that can happen in small, anywhere, I guess, you know. Uh, I had some bad experiences there, and uh, I lost my brother in a car accident when I was eight years old, and he was just 23. He was the oldest, and he was home on a weekend. Uh, from Temple University and drunk driver. So anyway, um, I had a, an up and down life. Uh, I played in bands, came on the road in 1978 with a band called Warlord, <laughs> playing hard rock and roll, and uh, lived in that bus for almost seven years wow. and toured up and down the East Coast and wherever they'd have us, I had an agent and, you know, the whole nine yards. and. Uh, I had gotten married. My mom passed away of uh, lung cancer and brain cancer and when I was 17, so my whole life just went kind of crazy and I, I just took off, you know, and looked for love in all the wrong places in that good old country song. I <laughs> uh, got married to a local boy in town, you know, and uh, had a baby at 19 and uh, of course that didn't work out. <laughs> So uh, she was on the road with me, living in that bus, and mm. yeah, it was uh, it was quite an experience to say the least. I probably saw way more than I ever thought I would, or even I ever wanted to, <laughs> you know. But um, so then in nineteen uh, something like eighty three or something, I I was 
doing a show and I met this new manager who was interested in taking me on as one of his clients and uh, he put me up for an audition for a local band and I got the job and long story short, we ended up getting married. So I married my manager. <laughs> Typical that story. never happens. <laughs> never, never, never. And um, we had a daughter in 85 and this next May we'll be married 30 years so that in itself it did is work. pretty cool that, that doesn't happen <laughs> right so I had to follow it up with something like that anyway he's the most kind and patient man that God could have ever sent me <laughs> um, then in 92 I had um, breast cancer and of course I had the rare form that mirror images itself into the other side whether you have it there or not over time and there wasn't any money for that particular since it was so rare they had money into for ductal kind of other cancer you know to research and things but um i was convinced to have a double mastectomy and that was what would that's what worked for me you know that's why i'm still here so um i joined the local church there and uh where I was living on the east side of town and had my surgery and um, was working in the office at the church during all that stuff. You know, I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't even have the surgery until the pastor came and wasn't, he actually walked me down on the gurney with holding my hand, he and my husband. So we were really close. And, and uh, when I got out of the hospital um, and we lost our house, because of all the medical bills and this and that was our first house together, you know, and had a little kid, two little kids at that time. And uh, we moved in with my in-laws, my mother-in-law, about, I guess it was only like 30 miles away from where we lived. But at that point, the church never called, not to even see how I was doing. After I'd gone there, and so I I had a really deep church wound, (laughs) if you want to call it that. We get them. Yep. And, uh, you know, again, there is something else that kind of, you try to get back and then something like that just goes. But I I guess I wasn't ready for it at the time either, you know. Um, The Lord has given me so, so many opportunities. (laughs) And I just guess you just must be ready. And, you you know, everybody's different. So uh, we had the oldest daughter and my kids are 11 years apart. So she quit school and wouldn't, you know, rebellious and all that stuff and and she went out on her own at 18 and uh, just was you know she kind of like I guess she lived the life like I was kind of living you know she kind of followed my footsteps and made me feel kind of bad about that but you know when you're young you do things that you don't uh, realize they're you're being a bad example or the repercussions that come you know anyway you get older you get wiser hopefully that's the that's the ticket right she got in a lot of trouble and uh, she went, she, she wore out her welcome everywhere in this area. <laughs> and she went to her biological father in Texas where she picked up the same habits and same type friends and things like that. And it, it continued there. And um, over the time she went ahead and uh, she had gotten into rehab. She, she's an addict, she, her main thing was drinking and drinking led to anything else at that point, you know. So she uh, she found some guy and she got pregnant, had a little boy, and he was born in June of 2006. At that same time, 
I had had a, a total hysterectomy and um, I couldn't go to be with her in Texas to have the child, which is my first grandchild. I thought it would be awesome, you know. But my, at the time, my 81-year-old mother-in-law flew out there to be with her so she wouldn't be alone. And the father was in jail, so he never did get to see. From there, um, my daughter couldn't make it out there. She was having no place to live and just everyday stuff, you know, when you're, you're not together, you don't have it together. And uh, she wasn't a believer. I said, well, if you come back to Florida, I have a little studio apartment, you can stay there and you kind of have to give her, you know, uh, time frames and things like that. You can't just hand thing, you know, you have to earn these things. And mm-hmm. so, Set the rules, yeah, Set the pace. People take advantage and you just know that that's what you have to do. And it's it's the healthy way to do it anyway, I think, you know. So she ended up going out and staying, got her all the way there, which was an ordeal in itself. We got her to our house and she brings the baby in and he's all, you know, he was a different looking kid. <laughs> and he go, and they come in and uh, she had gotten a job. I told her if she st- you know, was working, she could stay there, uh, pay just a little bit of money and I would do daycare so she wouldn't have to take the child to, to daycare. She didn't make it two weeks before um, before she came. A phone call came at five o'clock in the morning and said that she was in jail and she thought that if she told a lie to the police officer that she would be able to get the baby. Well, she was drunk and she left him in the car seat in the back of her car in a diaper with no, I mean, the car was running but the heater wasn't even on and we were scared because she had holes all through the bottom of the floor where the exhaust was coming back through and he was in there for two hours. Mm. And uh, anyway, uh, we found out where the child was and we went and got him. We were foster parents for two years of our own grandson and we had to go through, you know, before they would let me bring him home, they came home with me, they checked our dogs, they checked under the beds, they checked your refrigerator. I mean, I'm really glad they did that, but you know, you're it's going through go so microscope like Yeah, that. and you're going through so much it's your grandson and you already have all this other stuff going on with your own daughter that you know, it's it's just it's hard. I mean, really, and now that I look back and I'm really glad that they have that procedure, you know, cuz it's it's the safest way, but Two years after that, we got uh, legal adoption. So he's ours. He's eight years old now, and he's awesome, and he loves the Lord. And at the this happened right after that. Mom, my sister, and my brother, and my father all passed away within six months of each other. Wow! So that was quite a quite a slap in the face. Um, between having all that stress, I had health issues arise. You know, uh, and that's exactly what the doctor said it was stress from the child, my own child, my family dying, you know, everything just built up. An old injury, I guess, uh, came about. A disc came out in my back and shattered. And shards of bone, the fragment from the disc, were lodged in my nerve root. So I now walk with a limp and I'm limited to what I can do. and. I can't lift anymore, and anyway, it was the best thing that ever could happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I was expecting. No. Well, that same day, I have a lot of problem health-wise with lymphedema from the mastectomy. 
we found a lady that would come to the house and do drainage. So she was helping me that same day that that disc was out and she's going, this is much more than, you know, this is not your lymphedema thing going on and all that. So she was a, a very wise, godly woman. And she said, Jill, you need to go to the hospital. I don't need to be doing this to you. And the Lord brought her to me because I broke down and I told this woman my whole story of everything. And she, and I really, I never thought I was worthy of his love. You know, I didn't, I had a low self-esteem. Um, I guess when your mom dies, when you're real young, things just, things just change. There wasn't a nurturing at that point. You know, um, I was a brat up to that point. And when you get older and you appreciate your parents and you want to, you know, to be their friend or whatever, you know, and share things. And there wasn't anybody to do that with, you know? So, uh, well, I'm just making, justifying it, I guess. <laughs> I told her everything that was going on and she convinced me that the Lord loved me and and uh, that day I just something happened in me the Lord just it was like I was catapulted that's all I can explain it from from here to all the way over to here in my journey the it was just amazing it's like I, he just let me fly thousands of miles in one day it was I just I don't even know how to explain it um, my life changed that day. I'm now, uh, I recorded a Christian album. Um, I have five other rock and roll albums, which they're great too, but you know, uh, everything's different. Everything's different. I just, um, I'm so grateful for life. Every morning, I'm in the habit of, when I open my eyes, just thanking him for that, you know? And when you become aware of everything that he does, there's so much bad in the world but yet you can always find good. If you just look, it's there. It's all there. Even if it's down to a silly little good parking space or something mm -hmm. like that, when you're thanking and awareness, and it's just, it's just amazing to me. He has blessed me with a healthy son and a wonderful husband, and my oldest daughter's doing a lot better now, and she's gotten married, and he's just led me to all kinds of wonderful things to help um, my son and I perform twice a month at a local assisted living facility at a memory care unit. We, we sing everything from sing-alongs, you know, like Michael Rowe, Your Boat, to uh, yeah. God Bless America, and, and things that they can relate with, and their memory comes right back. It's, it's so wonderful to see them sing along, you know? Some, every now and again, we get a sleeper or two, but <laughs> but it's okay. You lull them to sleep. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're there, you know. Um, my husband and I got baptized a few years back, and uh, it's just it just continues to get better and better. You know, we volunteer a lot. Um, I do devotions there every Thursday morning at the assisted living also. And uh, with all that, God gave me the most unbelievable peace calm over my life that it's just no matter how bad it you know the stresses of the days get it just all it keels it even keel it's just it's just amazing you know I can come right back to it where before I would hang on to something for days you know <laughs> or even weeks but yep. this is a matter of moments now you know it's just it's just amazing and I'm involved with uh, Unforsaken Ministry I'm in their worship team they're building the community for the single moms and uh, they here in the area with kids and the support group is for moms and also they train men for the you know for a boys program for to be godly men 
and uh, they're training mentor families to come alongside the moms to see how they, you know, to get them through the restoration. Nice. Yeah, it's really neat. So um, I've just learned to look for God in all things, in all places, big and small, and I thank Him for every moment of my life. And It's not hard to find it. No, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. You just need to look. A lot of people don't, you know. I, I did that for years, too, the why me's and the pity parties and getting mad and all that stuff. But uh, I just, I never give up, and it's never too late to change your life. Mm-hmm. Never. And... I don't believe in coincidences. No, there is no such thing. No, No. it's all planned. And look for the good because it is there. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. And be kind. That's all. Amen. Of course, the musician in me is screaming to ask you, (laughs) uh, what was your favorite rock genre? What did you, uh, what was your sound, I guess? Um, Combination between Van, Van Halen and Pink Floyd. Wow. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the 80s and uh, the 70s and 80s music was probably the best ever made. Mm, I agree. But, you know, you wouldn't get a kid to tell you that today. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep repeating our, our music. Well, yeah, they mix They're, it into their yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny how they do that? Well, we asked this question and there was a couple, a couple of different areas listening to your testimony. What would you say was the major two by four upside the head for you i guess when when i came around after this the back surgery and i was on my deathbed i was i was septic at that point Mm. the nerve root was so swollen it blocked everything off and it takes a a big two by four Mm. (laughs) obviously i'm one that's hard-headed and uh it was that that because i've never been like i am now you know i just Mm mm-hmm I honestly can't stand anybody that says a bad word or, I mean, I just can't, life is so different. I can't explain it. Is. it. I, I can't, you know, I, I, I know what you're talking about and negativity just drives me crazy. Yep. I, and I was probably the, one of the most negative persons you would ever want to know. And my, my exes would probably tell you the same thing. You yep. were very negative. Yep. Not anymore. Yeah, me either. Boy, I'll tell you, isn't it amazing? To look back, it's like looking at somebody else's life. I'm almost embarrassed of it, but Aww. that's that's made me who I am today, I think. Right. You know? You're in good company, Jill. You're at the Hardhead Palace right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's a good name for a next song. <laughs> there you go. The Hardhead House or something like that. And it's all taken us pretty big two by fours. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, the Lord never changes. But we wouldn't, we wouldn't change it. I anything. wouldn't. Nope. No, he's the constant, and that's what I I've learned to Amen. to be a constant. That's key. It's important. Still got a long way to go. Still a human, but yeah. <laughs> I can't Jill wait for. Has blessed me with a copy of of one of her CDs, and and you're going to hear the song uh, "Bigger Than Life" is what we'll be playing this session out with. So. You can get more information at JillTowers.com. Is that right, Jill? Yes. We're the, we're the king of the shameless plug here on God's so Stories. So go right ahead. Yeah, JillTowers.com. And I also play in a band my daughter plays with me, and uh, we try to do mainly like restaurant things. And uh, we still play rock and roll, but we do like 50s all the way through today. And um, we do a lot of private parties and things. And my eight-year-old son plays the bongos when we play at a really, you know, a place that's good for him to be at. And um, you get to pick and choose at this age. It's really awesome that I can, 
I'm not playing smoky bars anymore. You know, I'm actually getting paid better to play in a restaurant that is on a beautiful lake, you know, or something like that. So it's it's really neat. And uh, the name of the band is Anita Drink, like a lady's name, Anita. <laughs> Anita Drink. Anita Drink, yep. That's fantastic. Yep. Yep, pretty cool. Playing with your kids. Really? And that's the oldest daughter? No, that's my youngest daughter and my son. My oldest daughter lives in Jacksonville now. She's married. Okay. Yep. Session 67. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Jill, thank you so much for coming. Not everybody says yes. You know, we really, really appreciate you coming. And as we always say, someone or someone's out there needed to hear what you had to say. And now we're in 41 countries. And we just appreciate all the listeners out there and and the people that support us and push the button and we just greatly appreciate you so well thank uh, you yes and uh check us out at godstoriesradio.com www before that and uh twitter at facebook at not twitter at twitter help me spit it out you can tweet us Check us out on Twitter at God Stories Radio. Thank you, Trish. You're welcome. It's been a long week. <laughs> I bet. No sleep. Good gravy. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that wraps it up. <laughs> about wraps it up for session 67. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. So get
Life. 